Welcome back to the Squared Sports Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. We're now episode 138. It's for 138 episodes through. And I got action pack episode planned for you. David Lillard just got traded from the Portland Trailblazers over to the Milwaukee Bucks. We had a great week in college football and NFL. MLB playoffs heating up race right now. Then we're going to have the playoffs next week. So excited for October baseball and so much more. Stay tuned. Squared Sports Lane Frank, episode 138. Let's hop into it. Let's start off episode 138, how we always do, with the headlines in the NBA. David Lillard was traded over to Milwaukee Bucks. Now this trade kind of broke the internet because it didn't really, really shock a lot of people. There was kind of a dead hype around David Lillard for the past few months. Creeped up a little bit this week saying, oh, he's going to go to Miami. They're going to put a package together. It's going to be Tyler Hero. It's going to be all these guys for David Lillard. They didn't get him. They did not get David Lillard. After all these months of saying that it's just Miami Heat and nobody else, well, they didn't get him. The Milwaukee Bucks got him. And after we talked last week, oh, well, y'all saw Koopa and the Milwaukee Bucks are in trouble because they don't have any co-stars. It's really just sidekicks over there. Well, now they just got a big co-star. Maybe the biggest co-star in the NBA. That's a dynamic duo. That's a championship winning duo right there. And y'all saw Koopa and David Lillard. It didn't even have to give up that much. Drew Holiday, worst player than David Lillard, even though I love Drew Holiday. And one first-round pick? That's ridiculous. I know it's a three-way deal. But that's ridiculous to only have to give up one first shot pick and draw all day for David Lillard. Seems like Trailblazers are trying to just spite the Miami Heat right here because Miami Heat could have put together a better deal. They could have given them Tyler Hero. They could have given them three, four first shot picks. Knicks could have given them a better deal. I read the Nets were going after David Lillard. I think the only other spot David Lillard would have gone to if it wasn't the Miami Heat was the Milwaukee Bucks. Wasn't going to go to Toronto. Probably wasn't going to go to Philly. Was going to go to New York. Was going to do the Lakers. Was going to do any other team. It was either the Miami Heat or bust. And when the Miami Heat was out of the equation, he said, hey, what about Milwaukee? And I think that's what happened right here. So that's the biggest news in the NBA. David Lillard headed over to Milwaukee. Dave Dalla in Milwaukee for seasons to come. Let's see how he does with the Alessandro Coupo on that squad this season. Let's move to the NFL. We had action-packed week number three. Start things off with our Thursday night football. San Francisco 49 hours took on my... New York football Giants and my New York football Giants got slaughtered. San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy still undefeated in games where he started and finished the NFL expertise right there out of Brock Purdy. The Cardinals got their first win of the season, but Jonathan Gander, head coach, does get his first career win. This is a team that we all thought could go 0-17 this season. Well, hey, they just beat one of the best teams in the NFL. Pretty convincingly. Dak Prescott did play well. Defense did play well. And that's my concern. Because when the defense doesn't play well, I don't think Dak Prescott is a good enough quarterback to win you football games. And that showed right there. So yeah, let's go Arizona. What a win that was right there. Over the Dallas Cowboys. For the New England Patriots, they got a good win over the New York Jets. Mac Jones, you can say what you want about. Oh, he's a dirty player. He's this, he's that. He gets his team wins. That's all I have to say. One and two of the season, but they're going to get more wins coming down the way. Patriots over the New York Jets on Sunday. Packers, they got a great comeback after being down 17-0. They won that game. Jordan Love sees Derek Carr gets hurt, turns things into a different level. Pretty inefficient game out of Jordan Love, but he made the right throws we needed to. I like it. Packers moved on to 2-1. The biggest game that we had in the NFL last week was the Miami Dolphins putting up 70 points. 70 points. I have never seen a team score 60 points in my lifetime, let alone 70. Credit to Mike McDaniel. Credit to the Dolphins. Whew. Devon A. Chain, 52 fancy points. Reed Mostert, 45 fancy points. Tua Tagovailoa, 
four touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, great game. No jail waddle. And they scored 70. 70. Pretty mind-boggling to me, in my opinion. To score 70 points on Devin Broncos' team that says that they pride themselves on defense, that says that they have a good defense. 70 points is 70 points, everybody. That's my thoughts right there. For the Los Angeles Chargers, they were in the battle of who's going to go 0-3 versus Minnesota Vikings. They did end up winning that one, but it comes to the price. Mike Williams, their wide receiver, tears ACL. They still got guys coming up, though. Keen Allen, great game. 18 catches. Josh Palmer, good game. Quinn Johnson, maybe that's his role to fill right there over Mike Williams. So yeah, Chargers, good win for you right there, but still comes to the price. Vikings, 0-3, not what you like to see right there. Houston Texans, they avoid going 0-3 by getting a good win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars, that's tough for you right there. You're 1-2 right now. Not what you want to see after that won a playoff game last year. But Houston Texans, he just shot rolling right now. He's looking like the rookie of the year in the NFL. Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett, they got a good win on Sunday at football over the Las Vegas Raiders. Kenny Pickett, playing well. Steelers, looking like another year. Of no losing record. I think they'll make puffs again this year. CJ Watt still get looking ferocious. Everybody, let's talk about Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa. These guys have the best defense players in the NFL. Give TJ Watt some respect. When he's on the field, he's the best player on the field. TJ Watt showed that on Sunday night. For the Colts, no Anthony Richardson. They still beat the Baltimore Ravens. So that makes you wonder the question hey, should Gardner Mitchell be our quarterback going forward? Not so sure about that, but maybe some other teams could be thinking, hey, what about this Gardner Minshew guy, <coughs> New York Jets? Maybe time to move on from Zach Wilson. Get a guy like Gardner Minshew to quarterback your team. Just a thought. Cincinnati Bengals close out these headlines right here. The NFL, they got a good win over the Los Angeles Rams on Monday Night Football to avoid going to 0-3. Rams move to 1-2. Bengals move to 1-2. That's about for the news. NFL, MLB, we've got the playoffs creeping up. A lot of things going on there. We're going to have our award show coming up later on the episode. Stay tuned for that. That's about Squared Sports Headlines. Now, Squared Sports, NFL Game Day, lots of up into it. If you're new to the show, viewers and listeners, we pick the top NFL games of the week, and we go for that perfect record. Let's get that perfect record this week. Lions versus Packers, Thursday Night Football. I love the Packers, and I love the Lions. I like the Packers a little bit more right now. My hometown guy, Aaron Jones, friend of this show, making his return after a great game in Week 1. Didn't play in Weeks 2 and 3. Kind of shows the Packers need him in those weeks. Lions are a good team, too. It's going to be a great game, but let's go with the Packers. Jordan Love, they beat down on the Detroit Lions. Jaguars versus Falcons. Falcons are 2-1. Jaguars are way to the Falcons pretenders. So far this season, let's go with the Jags. They can turn it into contenders later on. Dolphins versus Bills. This is a match last year, early in the season. Week 3 last year. Now it's week 4 this year. Up in Buffalo. This Buffalo defense is no joke. They just held Sam Howell and watched the Commanders to 3 points. But this Dolphins offense just put up the most points of anyone's lifetime that's been an NFL coach, fan, whatever it might be. So let's go with the Dolphins over the Bills right here, even though they're three-point underdogs. Bit blasphemous. You say right there. Let's go with Dolphins over the Bills. Broncos versus Bears. This matchup should be on Comedy Central because they both suck. They're both terrible. If you can flex a game, this game will be flexed about 3 a.m. on a Friday morning because this is just a terrible game. Nobody wants to see Russell Wilson versus Justin Fields. Justin Fields right now playing like he wants to be next Russell Wilson. But the Russell Wilson we're seeing right now, not the Russell Wilson that we saw in Seattle, like Justin Fields was compared to when he came out of the draft class. They're both terrible, both these teams, but I think the Broncos get back on track. Hopefully, they get it right here on the Chicago Bears. Let's go with the Broncos. Bears, 0-4. Start of the season. That's my prediction. 
Ravens versus Browns. I like the Browns, what the Browns did last week against the Titans, but it's against the Titans. They have a weaker opponent. Ravens are mad after blowing last week's game to the Indianapolis Colts. They get a good bounce back route right here over the Cleveland Browns. Let's go Ravens. Buccaneers versus Saints. Both these teams fighting to win that NFC South. Both 2-1 the season so far. No Derek Carr for the New Orleans Saints. No problem. I have them winning this one. Let's go James Winston. Leading the Saints over the Buccaneers. Sorry, Baker Mayfield. I think this Buccaneers defense is very underrated. I just don't like their run game. Mike Evans, good game last week, but the run game, not there for the Buccaneers right now. Let's go with the Saints. Alvin Kamara makes his return. They get a good win with James Winston at the help. Raiders versus Chargers. This is a division matchup. Raiders, tough start to the season. That continues right here. Chargers, they get even on the season at 2-2. Two two. Let's go Chargers. Patriots versus Cowboys. Cowboys, tough loss last week against Cardinals. Now you got people talking. Patriots won last week. They've got people talking. But this is a game the Cowboys win. Up in Dallas, they win this game. Let's go with the Cowboys over the Patriots. I just don't see enough star power of the Patriots that can overmatch the Cowboys' star power. Let's go with the Cowboys over the Patriots. In the final game, Chiefs versus Jets, Monday Night Football in New York. Taylor Swift's already going to be there for the Chiefs. Could that be a distraction? I don't know. Travis Kelsey, all those things going on there. He still seems to score touchdowns on Sunday. He'll do it again this Monday Night Football. Let's go with the Chiefs over the Jets. Bigger deal for the Jets. How's the defense do against his Chiefs offense? And can Zach Wilson play well? This is the real testament, in my opinion. This game right here for New York Jets. That's about for my Sword Sports NFL game day. NFL predictions, leave thoughts in the comments. Now, top five. This week's top five is my top five Heisman contenders after week four. Of college football. Let's hop into it. Week four brought a lot of smoke, a lot of fire in college football, especially for these guys on this list. Let's go right here. Number five, Cameron Ward, quarterback out of Washington State. We've been talking about Cam Ward in the show for a while, even since his days over at Incarnate World when he was a transfer. And I said he should have gone to Auburn over Washington State. Regardless, went to Washington State, balled out last year. Now he's doing his thing again this year. They're 4-0. They're ranked high. They just beat Oregon State. The shootout, 38-35. So Cam Ward, you got my respect. You're number five. Number four, Shadur Sanders, everybody. Colorado may have played terrible. Shadur Sanders may have not played well. But his stats still show that he's a Heisman contender. 11 touchdowns, one interception, second most passing yards in the country. That leads you at number four. On this Squared Sports list. Number three, the guy he just lost to, Bo Nix, everybody. Bo Nix, college football journeyman, you could say. Second team in college football. Been in college football for a long time. Saw a thing that said his first college game ever was against Oregon and Justin Herbert. I remember that game vividly. And now Justin Herbert is on his fourth year in the NFL. Bo Nix on his fifth year in college. But Bo Nix, been balled out since his first game in college football. Game that game winner against Oregon. Played a great game this week for Oregon against Colorado. Funny how those things work out. Bo Nix. Number three, played well for Oregon on Saturday. They got a win. Dan Lanning, build something over there. Bo Nix, number three, getting the ball on the ground and getting the ball through the air. Number two, his Pac-12 rival, Caleb Williams, our play. A lot of Pac-12's quarterbacks on this list. Actually, all Pac-12 quarterbacks on this list. That's the first time I've realized that this right here. Number one is Michael Penix. We'll get to that in a second. Number two, Caleb Williams, winner from last year. He's played well so far, but his team holding back a little bit. Can run the ball well, but defense just struggling so much right now. Holding Kim Lips and his stats back a little bit. So number two, Caleb. And number one, Michael Pegg Jr. 
over 350 yards in every single game this season. He's got, I mean, he's been great hooking up with his receiver, Robo Dudes. They've got a great receiver group, if not the best in the country. They've got a decent defense. That worries me a little bit. 28 points to Cal, but they still won 52-28. This offense is rolling. Michael Pax Jr., the lefty, putting on for us lefties in this world. But Michael Pax Jr. looked like the best player, best quarterback in college football. And that's my Heiser contenders. All quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Say it again. Five Cam Ward, Washington State quarterback, four Shadur Sanders, Colorado quarterback, three Bo Nix, Oregon quarterback, two Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, one Michael Penix, Washington quarterback. And guess what? None of them are going to be in the Pac-12 next year except for Cam Ward, the Washington State Cougars. That's about Score Sports Top 5, Stillboard Cup. Now, did you know this week's team knows? Did you know Man City, best team in Premier League right now, best team in world football soccer? You can say they lost their first game, first match in months this week to Newcastle in the Carabao Cup for their first loss since May 28th of 2023 versus Brentford. That's a crazy streak from May until September to not lose a single match. Pretty crazy in my opinion. Did you know that? Leave that in the comments section. That Man City, first time losing the match since May. Did you know that? Leave that in the comments. That's proper to know this week. All right. Our spotlight for this week is on Damian Lillard, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Portland Trail Blazers, everybody. First of all, let's break down this trade. Damian Lillard gets traded over. Blockbuster move to Milwaukee Bucks today. Exchange for a first-round pick. Andrew Holiday. Now, Portland Trail Blazers will be sending over Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little, and Grayson Allen over to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for DeAndre Ayton. That's kind of interesting to me because you're not getting so much from the Bucks. You get more from the Suns than the Bucks because you're getting DeAndre Ayton, which is a great young piece. You're probably going to shop Drew Holiday, but really all you get out of this deal is a bust in DeAndre Ayton and an aging star, you could say, in Drew Holiday. And then one first round pick, that's a weak deal. A very weak deal. When you could add three first round picks from Miami, Tyler Hero, it's somebody else. Or you could add five first-round picks from New York, five first-round picks from Philly. I don't know what they're doing. DeAndre is not a safe bet. Drew Holiday, safe bet, but do you really want to play for you? It's not going to you a championship. Now for the Damon Lillard side of things, this is so great. We talked about it in the headlines. This was perfectly curated for Damon Lillard. And maybe, you know, it's partially him saying to the portrait players' front office, I'm not going to get traded to anybody else. You're only going to trade me to the Bucks or the Heat. And they're saying, hey, we're not going to trade to the Heat. We like the Bucks deal more. We'll trade to the Bucks. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the best offer that Dame would have been okay with. Dame Lillard and Yasan Kupo on this Milwaukee Bucks squad. Excited to see how it goes out. Excited to see how Chris Milton's role with this team changes this season. Maybe it stays the same. Maybe it doesn't. But Yasan Kupo, some of that load against Dave off his back right here. Dame Lillard, excited to see what he does in Milwaukee. Portland Trailblazers, they're moving their new direction. Maybe a type of tanking season right here. They're going to roll out starting five, probably Anthony Simons, Shane Sharp, maybe Drew Holiday. And then you got DeAndre Aiden at center now. And a few other guys mixed in there. We'll see what they do. Small forward and power forward. But still, David Lillard, so glad for a superstar like David Lillard to get trade. No, it's kind of like weird when you see a superstar request for a trade. It's always like, oh, another superstar request trade. What David Lillard does, it's like, oh, yeah, we get it. You deserve to request a trade. You deserve to leave the Portland Trail Blazers. What a great fit this is for him right here in Milwaukee. That's my, my spotlight this week. Leave thoughts in the comments.
Now, College Football Showcase, the showcase, everybody. My favorite sport to talk about, college football. I consider myself the best mind of college football in the world. Three of six, not hot takes last week, but it's good. Three of six. UCLA only lost by a touchdown to Utah. Maybe should have won that game. Clemson definitely should have won that game against Florida State. They choked. They had Jonathan White's the guy who was running a fine job in New York last week. The eyes of the Clemson football team missing kicks from 20 yards out. Don't get why he's playing. That's why they lost that game. And then for Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman doesn't understand that you're supposed to have 11 players in the field in a late game situation where there's one second left in the game to win against the top five team in the country. But hey, I'm not a college football coach, am I? But I'm just a college football analyst, the best in the world. So let's hop into my week four, post week four, top 25, hang into week five. Let's hop into it. Number one, Georgia Bulldogs. Two, my Michigan Wolverines, go blue. Three, Florida State Seminoles. Four, Texas Longhorns. Five, Ohio State Buckeyes. Six, Washington Huskies. Seven, Oregon. Eight, Penn State. Nine, USC. Ten, LSU. Eleven, Alabama. Twelve, Notre Dame. Thirteen, Oklahoma. Fourteen, Duke. Fifteen, Miami. Sixteen, Utah. Seventeen, North Carolina. Eighteen, Ole Miss. Nineteen, Missouri. Good season so far. Twenty, Washington State. Twenty-one, Tennessee. Twenty-two, Louisville. Undefeated, year one, Jeff Brom. 23, Maryland. 24, Kansas. 25, Colorado Buffaloes. Let's break it down. From 1 to 25, Georgia. Snake number one. They beat UAB. Michigan number two. Rocky start against Rutgers. That was it. They destroyed them 34 to 7 after giving up a touchdown in the third play of the game. Texas, you're at number four. Florida State, you're at number three. That's good what you had right there against Clemson, even though it was late in OT. Washington, you're at number six. Washington, one of the best offense, if not the best offense in the country. It's just the defense that scares me. Five, Ohio State. Ohio State, really close game against Notre Dame, but you got to give props where props are due. They did beat a top 10 team in the country in Notre Dame. Oregon, number seven, they just slaughtered Colorado. Shut up, Neon Sanders and Coach Prime. Buffalo's got shut up on Saturday against Oregon Ducks. Dan Lang said, hey, they're playing for clicks. We're playing for winning games. We're playing for a college football playoff. We're playing for a national championship. Not to see us get a million views on Instagram. That's good stuff right there from Dan Lanning. That's how they won that game. Penn State, number eight. You get a shutout win in the whiteout versus Penn State. That's something right there from the offense and the defense. Skip over to number 11, Alabama. Good win you had right there against Ole Miss. 15, Miami. Miami, good squad right now. Undefeated in the season. Mario Chris Spots, we'd like to see. 14 is Duke. They have a great game coming up this week against Notre Dame. If you win that game, you go to 5 0. Maybe you're in the top 10. The college game days there for the first time ever this week. 18 is Ole Miss. Good game coming up this week against LSU. 21, Tennessee. Really kind of staying that dormant stage right now because you lost over to Florida. And I have to wait a few games till you can get another big game matchup. And if you win that, your season keeps on going. If you lose, college ball playoff hopes are over, in my opinion. 23, Maryland look like a top five team in the Big Ten right now. They're in defeat and rolling. Start season, 24, Kansas. They have a good match against Texas this week. 25, Colorado. Keep it ranked. My people, unranked. A people, unranked. Give them one more chance. Let's see what they can do against USC this Saturday. My picks coming up next. My hot takes. Stay tuned. Now, my hot takes, everybody. My picks of the week in college football. Let's hop into it. Friday night game, Utah versus Oregon State. Utah is top 10. They just beat UCLA. Offense isn't great. Defense is really good. But that's because Cam Rising hasn't played yet. I think Cam Rising will play in this game. Oregon State just got their first loss of the season to Washington State last week. Sorry, DJ Unglai. Like we were doing over there. But 
Let's go with Utah over Oregon State this matchup on Friday night. Let's take Utah over that Oregon State in that ranked on ranked matchup. Next one, USC versus Colorado. USC, great offense, but we just saw them give up a bunch of points to Arizona State, the worst team in the Pac-12, the worst team in the Power 5 in my opinion. They can say Colorado's offense can't do much because they did nothing against Oregon. Oregon's top 10 defense in the country. USC is not. Colorado can put up big points against TCU. A very bad defense. Put up a lot of points against Colorado State. Very bad defense. Put up a lot of points against Nebraska. A very bad defense. You see where I'm going with this. I think Colorado comes close with USC. I don't think they win. I think they come close. Closer than people think with USC. Shootout. Let's go with USC over Colorado. Close, though. Next game, Texas versus Kansas. Texas blew out Kansas last year. And that was on the road. I think that happens again this year. At home, they eventually happened in 2021. Jalen Daniels is a really good quarterback for Kansas. I like what Kansas has. Lance Leipold, whether he leaves this season or not, I guess still love what they're doing over there in Lawrence, Kansas. So let's go with Kansas to lose this one in Texas still, though. Texas, great get running game they have right now. Cedric Baxter, Quinn Ewers slam the Rocket quarterback. You got Jay Tillion Sanders at tight end. Xavier Worthy always doing his thing at wide receiver. So Texas, one of the most complete teams in the country. Let's go with Texas over Kansas on Saturday at home. Sorry, Kansas. Go long courts. Next game, LSU versus Ole Miss. I like what Jackson Dart has done over at Ole Miss. I like Quinshawn Junkins. I liked Michael Trigg until they saw he got kicked off the team today for unknown reasons. Maybe that leads to my pick grade. LSU squeaked by Arkansas last week. That's a good Arkansas team. That's a good one to pull out right there. They played great against Mississippi State two weeks ago. Like they played great again this week against Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Lost to LSU last year at home. This year, they lose them on the road. Let's go with LSU over Ole Miss this Saturday. SEC ranked on ranked matchup. Florida versus Kentucky. Florida is ranked, not, not undefeated. Kentucky is undefeated, but not ranked. Something's got a gift. Devin Leary, nine touchdowns, five interceptions on the season. They can throw some more interceptions this week. And I got Florida, Grammarts leading this squad. Go Gators! Going into Kroger Field after they lost there in 2021 with Abbey Jones as their quarterback. Kind of ended the damn bullet era right there. Getting their second loss that season. Ending that season for them, their college ball playoff hopes. They avenge that this year. They get a good win against uh, Kentucky. They move to 4 and win the season. Move up in the rankings. Let's go with Graham Mertz and Florida over Kentucky on Saturday. And the last game, and the best game of the week, the Duke Blue Devils versus the Notre Dame Firing Irish. I was up at Duke last week. They didn't have a game. They were on the road. You could just tell the environment there. They want to win. Players, the fans, the stadium, everybody knows there's going to be winning done. Now they got Saturday night in primetime. Duke gets that big win. They beat down on Notre Dame. This is going to be college game day. It's going to be a lot of hype. Riley Leonard is a top five quarterback going into this year's NFL draft. Could be number three. You can say that's what Mel Kuyper has him at right now. Riley Leonard is a great quarterback. You've got a great defense led by Mike Elko, their head coach who came from Texas A&M as their defense coordinator. This program is not meant for football. Duke is meant for basketball. Duke is meant for academics, not football. And that's changing right now. Duke football on the rise. They're ranked. They're top 15 in my rankings right now. They're undefeated. They move up even more after this week. Let's go with Duke. Big primetime win over Notre Dame. That's part of my hot takes. Leave thoughts in the comments. Now, let's continue tradition right here on Squared Sports. This is our fourth NFL season right here on Squared Sports. We've been doing it since I was 12. Every single season, 
after week three, we've done contenders and pretenders. Who I think is going to be a contender from what I've seen so far. And who I think is going to be a pretender. Let's hop into it. First team, Dolphins. Are they contenders or are they pretenders? They are contenders a million times. Yes, they're contenders. 70 points. That makes contenders. Great drafting. Devon A-Chain, that's a contender right there. Great quarterback. Great running back duo. Great receivers and amazing defense. Dolphins are most definitely contenders. The Steelers, are they contenders or are they pretenders? 2-1 to start the season. They've got some good comeback wins against the Raiders and against the Browns. They're contenders. Can you pick it like what I've seen for him so far? Najee is still a very slow running back. I don't think he's a good solution right there, but this defense is very good. TJ Watt is playing very well, so I think the Steelers are most definitely contenders. Next team, their AFC North rivals, the Cleveland Browns. Are they contenders or are they pretenders? They're 2-1, but they're pretenders, everybody. I don't think the Browns are contenders. Deshaun Watson's a good quarterback. He's not the same Deshaun Watson that we've seen in past few years. He won't be. And that's controversy, and that's other things around it. No running game now. Jerome Ford's a good running back, but not good enough as Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt, how does that work out for you right there? Mari Cooper, can he leave his receiving room? There's too many question marks around this team. I think they're pretenders. I don't think they make the playoffs. Browns don't make the playoffs. They are pretenders. The Lions, for so many years, the Lions have been pretenders. They are finally contenders. They're going to bite your kneecap on the way up also. Credit Nan Campbell for that. Aiden Hutchinson, dog. This team is amazing right here. Jared Goff, great quarterback. Former number overall pick for a reason. Jared Goff gets way too much hate for being a Pro Bowl level quarterback year in, year out. Exactly what this team needs. Good running game. Jameer Gibbs getting things going in his rookie season. Lions are contenders, in my opinion. The Colts, pretenders and contenders. They're 2-1, and one, but they're pretenders. Two wins, one loss, but still. Pretenders, your two wins are against the Ravens in a very lucky game. And against Houston Texans in CJ Stroud's second career game. And then your loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not a great team right now, Jacksonville Jaguars. It's like the Colts pretenders. They don't make the playoffs. Solid start, but sorry, Gardner Minshew. Sorry, Anthony Richardson. Sorry, Shane Steichen. You guys do not make the playoffs this year. You guys are pretenders. The Falcons, pretenders or contenders. Desmond Ritter finally got his first career loss on Sunday. But they are pretenders, in my opinion. Bijan Robinson's a good running back. Tyler Algier, also a good running back. But Desmond Ritter, that's the biggest question mark they have right there right now. Arthur Smith's a good coach, but this defense, Desmond Ritter, that's my biggest question. That's why they're pretenders, in my opinion. The Seahawks, they are contenders. They do exactly what they did last season. That's what they're doing right now. They're rolling. They had a tough first game against the Rams, but they've won their past two. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Geno Smith, good running game of Zach Charbonnet, uh, Kenneth Walker. So yes, Seahawks are contenders in my opinion, and that's a good defense to go around with it. And the final one right here, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Contenders or pretenders? As much as I'd love to say Baker Mayfield can lead this squad to a playoff win, a Super Bowl, whatever it might be, that's just not the truth. They're pretenders, everybody. 2-1, pretenders, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's about pretenders, contenders for the fourth NFL season right here on Squared Sports. Leave it down in the comments. That's about for that this week. Now, promised to you it earlier, the MLB award show, everybody. Our MLB regular season is over with, so now it's time to give you my MVPs from each league, my rookies of the year, and my Cy Youngs. Let's hop into it. Who are the MVPs of this year's MLB season? It's Shohei Otani and it's Ronald Cooney Jr., everybody. Ronald Cooney Jr. got his 70th stolen base tonight, and Shohei Otani hasn't played in a month, but he still solidified himself as the best hitter and best pitcher in the AL before that. So, Shoyo Otani and Ronald Cooney Jr., your 
MLB MVPs, in my opinion, right here on Squared Sports. They're Cy Young's for this year. Could have been Felix Bautista at the AL, but then he got hurt. Could be Devin Williams, a reliever in the NL. I'm going to go with starting pitchers. I think starting pitchers, no matter what, should be Cy Young's, unless it's a ridiculous year by reliever, which Felix Bautista was having until he got hurt. But we're going to go starters right here. Garrett Cole, the New York Yankees. Spencer Strider of the Atlanta Braves. Spencer Strider pitches like he's 7 feet tall, even though he's 6 feet tall. He gets that amazing stride. He's got over 250 strikeouts. They're pitching great. And Garrett Cole, most consistent guy in baseball, pitching-wise, you could say. Garrett Cole, Spencer Strider, your Cy Youngs. And to finish it out, who are your rookies of the year? Number B. For the AL, I've got Orioles rookie, Gunnar Henderson. Been playing great so far. Not leading this Orioles team. They've got some other leaders in this team. But still, a massive piece of this playoff run they have right now. 101 season after not even making the playoffs many seasons before this. So yeah, Baltimore Orioles rookie Gunnar Henderson is my rookie of the year. For the NL, could be a lot of guys. Could be L.A. De La Cruz. Eh. Could be Francisco Alvarez. Nope. Could be Corbin Carroll. I'm going to say no. I'm going to go to New York Mets rookie starting pitcher, Cora Senga. 29 starts. 200 strikeouts. It's a great rookie season for you right there. Kota Senga was very experienced. He's 30 years old. I like Kota Senga and Gunnar Henderson. It's my rookies of the year. Not spot for the Scored Sports MLB Awards show. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Now, the best for last question today. This sixth question today is, what college football team has been the most surprising so far to start the season? I think it's Colorado Buffaloes. Them going 3-1 is surprising to me. But you could also say it's a team like Michigan State being terrible. A team like Notre Dame had a good start, but now dividing right now. A few other teams they could say are great right now. Washington Huskies, I don't think many of us expect them to be a top five team. Washington State, they're playing great right now. Duke, that's definitely a team that's been surprising. Clemson, they haven't been great. That's surprising. So leave your thoughts in the comment section. Who's been the most surprising team in college football this year? That's about for my question today. That's Bob for Squirt Sports and Frank, episode 138. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram, at Squirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter, at Squirt Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 139. Stay tuned.